Welcome to another episode of Sad in the City. Am I going to open every episode sounding like I'm on the shopping network? Maybe. We're not <laughs> sure. Uh, this is coming out a day late, and I'm so sorry about that. Basically, what happened is I finally got COVID. Two years. We did it. Um, I can't believe that it took that long for me to catch it, but we got there. Uh, it was so funny because we filmed my special december 17th and as soon as we had the special filmed i was like now i can get covid lol and sure enough exactly a month later my body was like okay here we go <laughs> like the second i could because after the special got filmed then i had like some tough family news and i think my body was like just hold on we can't we can't get it yet but soon soon and then I was in New York for like three weeks and I think my body was still like, we can't get it here. <laughs> like we can get it, but we can't like develop symptoms here because I'm sure I got it here, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure I did that or I got it in Portland and Seattle. But what happened is I flew to Portland from New York and I was sitting next to a woman, a middle-aged white woman who took off her mask to drink wine in the middle of the day for like an hour of the flight. And she didn't just like, she didn't do the sip and put it back on thing. She kept it off the whole time and was just nursing this wine. And I didn't want to be confrontational. And I was also like, if I get it, it'll be mild. So who cares? And I'm boosted and like, whatever, it's okay. We're far enough away. Like, I just didn't, I just gaslit myself. <laughs> I think where I was like, it's not that big a deal, but I did like shoot kind of like a help me look at, <laughs> at a, a, a flight attendant who finally came by and was like, can you put your mask on please, ma'am? And asked her like a couple times and she finally did. And maybe that's where I got it. I, I could have gotten it anywhere, but I just, I went so long without getting it. And I kind of don't know how I did. I mean, I'm super, super careful and I had just gotten to a place where I was letting my anxiety chill out for a second where I was like, you know what? It's okay. If you get it, you'll be fine. It'll be inconvenient, maybe five days and you're good. Maybe you won't even have symptoms. <sighs> so I went to Portland, did two nights in Portland, did a night in Seattle of shows. Then I flew home on Sunday and I got tested for COVID because I was gonna go into the editing bay to edit my special. And I was like, just routine. And so production came and tested me and I got the results the next morning, Monday morning, and it was positive. It's a positive PCR test. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have any symptoms. Maybe I don't have it. I was like, I bet I don't even have it. Like, cause no symptoms. So then I was like, can I just get tested again? And also I took an at-home test and it was a negative. So I was like, this might've been a false positive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Which apparently is kind of rare with PCRs. So then I took another PCR that I got back Tuesday and that was negative as well. So I got a positive Sunday, a negative Monday, and then Tuesday, and I still canceled everything. I was like, for five days, I'll still quarantine. Tuesday, I wake up with a sore throat and I go, it's totally fine. <laughs> I haven't been in LA for a while. It's probably allergies. I'm like, it's just, the air is dry here. Like I was just 
did not want to be sick. I expect the worst in every situation and I was making the best of it every step of the way and it was wrong and I shouldn't have. So then I go, okay, I have a sore throat, but maybe it's nothing. Then Wednesday, I was like, I have a cold. So I took another at-home test, positive. And I go, okay, I'm positive for sure now. So at this point, I've taken four tests in four days and we're at two and two, positive and negative. But now I'm sick. So I'm like, I have it. So Wednesday, I have a cold. Uh, Thursday, I don't remember the exact timeline. I think I think Wednesday night, I didn't sleep very well. I had like some weird sleep stuff, like some very, like kept thinking there was someone in my room, like just like crazy night terror hallucination stuff. Like that was like a few of the nights <laughs> of the two weeks I was sick. And I had a really bad night's sleep. So Thursday I woke up and I felt like horrible. But I was like, well, this is the worst of it. This is day three of symptoms. So I bet like in two days I'll feel better. And so it kind of went like this. And then like by Sunday morning, I was like, this has been, you know, day seven since I tested positive first. So I was kind of being really positive that week where I was like, I'll be fine in like five days and then I can get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Like I was like, I have to cancel everything this week and that sucks. Like I had to move shows, um, both in LA and theater shows. And I just thought like, well, Sunday I'll test negative. And even if I don't feel great, it'll just linger. And Monday I can go to New York and get back to my life. And then Sunday I was still positive. And Sunday morning I was feeling better in a way that I was like, in two days I'll be totally normal. And then Sunday night was just like nosedive, felt horrible again. And then Monday was bad. And then Tuesday was like, not great, but still getting better. And then Wednesday morning, I thought I was fine or like going to be soon. And then Wednesday night was like, I have a fever and I'm throwing up. It was just brutal for like two weeks where I just, I I kept thinking, okay, we're at least trending upward. And then it would just get really bad again. And I, I didn't even, I didn't even get bored. I was isolated for two weeks and I didn't get bored because I just felt so sick that every day I woke up and that was kind of like my whole job was just to be sick. Um, so, uh, you know, that was like not something I anticipated. So glad I was sick with COVID in LA and not New York though. I mean, damn. Yes, there were days I did not go outside, (laughs) but the days that I could go outside, that I had the strength to go outside, so nice to be in a place where it's like 70 degrees. You can sit on the curb and then go back in. Because if I had, if I had been that sick in New York, I don't think I would have been able to handle it because New York is already so hard on you, just like existing here. And I've been sick here before. But only for like a couple days, right? you know, like pre-pandemic. I've never, I've never, I mean, I've never been that sick in my life that I was with COVID and I'm vaxxed and boosted and everything. Um, I've never been that sick and I've certainly never been sick for that long. Um, And it was very unexpected uh, and 
there was like nothing to do but wait it out. But I was really grateful I wasn't here <laughs> because I would have just, I would have just gone crazy. And I know I'm supposed to be positive about New York City. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing this fucking hat. <laughs> but I, there are just, there are times that I am like, there is, California is just so much better than this. And I know there are other places that are warmer too. Um, but being sick like that and just feeling so weak um, in a place that I already feel sort of powerless a lot of the time, yeah, I think would have been, um, I think would have been like a pretty, pretty low, low. So that is why this episode is late. I'm sorry. And it's why, um, my shows in Omaha and Royal Oak got moved to this past weekend. Thank you, everybody who came to those. I'm sorry that we had to reschedule. I really did not anticipate having to move two weekends on top of the Can Canadian dates we moved mm -hmm. and the New York dates we moved for everyone else's COVID. So we already moved two other places for COVID rates, and then we had to move rate shows for my COVID. So January was kind of a clusterfuck. <laughs> and now I'm like having to remember how to do stand-up because I'm rusty because I didn't go on stage for two weeks. And that was after the two weeks off I took after I filmed my special for the holidays. So I was like kind of just getting my sea legs back in Seattle and Portland and, and in New York before that doing spots. And then to just be like body slammed by COVID. Uh, and I didn't like... I didn't even get a lot done. I was so sick I didn't even get anything done. I thought, okay, well, I have this project I need to write, so I'll get a lot of that done. Um, I'll write new jokes. I'll I'll I did get my special edited, so that was huge over like Zoom. We just did it remote. But I I thought I was gonna get all this work done and I just my brain my brain still doesn't feel like back to normal. My head hurts a lot. Um and yeah, it was very, it was very tough when I kept dipping back into really bad symptoms yeah. um, because it just felt like you were like never going to get better. Um, and I just, you know, I just hate being sick. I think some people are like better at being sick than others. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty bad at it. Are you good at being sick? Brandon? Hell no. 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 Are you a baby? No, I mean, I'm very like, I need to go back to work. And yeah. everyone's like, can you not come right. here? Because you're kind of gross. And I was like, <laughs> I can't just sit and be sick. I, it's the same thing with like, you know, your menstrual cycle. If I'm having cramps or anything like that, I can't just sit and be like, oh, I feel bad. I have to do something. I have mm. to try to take my mind off of it. So um, I haven't had COVID yet, yeah. but I had a pretty bad sinus infection that was about... Uh, like 10 11 days but long. that wasn't covid no no it wasn't because i got tested and it wasn't it it was just all sinus okay yeah i didn't have any of the other symptoms oh okay it was all sinus i was just congested slash drainy it was a beautiful mixture of both yeah and i sounded like you know somebody else with all the uh oh yeah nasal shit um but yeah i can't i can't just i can't sit still also just 
with running a business and having staff on site, it's so much different. I wish I could pivot 100% to virtual stuff because then I just sit at my computer and be like, do this from here. Yeah. But I can't. Like, everybody is here and I feel like I need to be here too. Right. So it's 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 not great. I don't do well with being sick because I'm so used to running at 110% every single day. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason I can't do that, I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. That's how I feel too. And I'm... I will go between being very positive and very defeated. Like if it, if it's not that long, I'm like, I drank a gallon of water today. I'm taking all these, you know, supplements and my acupuncturist told me what herbs to order. Like I, I'm very like, we're going to fix this. It's going to be fine. Or like, fine, I will rest for two days (laughs) and it'll knock it out and it'll be great. And then if that doesn't happen, then I get really upset and I feel weak and i feel like a failure i feel like well you're you're not strong enough to get better right and you're not as healthy as you thought you were like it just it turns into a self-worth issue somehow when you're like these are germs taylor they don't care about your worth but yeah it was uh it was it was not fun um and i just haven't really been sick for two years is the other thing and so when you haven't been sick for a while you're like and i was upset because a lot of people I know who had gotten it were like, yeah, I had it, but it was mild and it's fine. And then I talked to them later. I was like, did you have this and this? And they were like, yeah, I was sick for like 10 days or like, yeah, I was sick for the full like 12 days. And I was like, being sick for 10 days is not mild. Like where you were just at home for 10 days. Like that's so crazy. So I just wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Um, And I think overall I handled it pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I had a few nights that were really, really dark and hard. Um, but luckily I'd had friends who had had it and some of whom who had had it really bad and were like, I know you feel like really scared right now, right. but you're going to be okay. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that's a very long winded way of saying, sorry, the episode's late. Uh, <laughs> Uh, are are bad um but yeah we have gotten so many nice emails that brianna is constantly forwarding to me that make me laugh and cry and feel so grateful that we have this podcast and people are um relating to it and also sad that people are relating to it um so we have so many to get into i mean i want to get through as many of these as possible Mm -hmm. um this one's so great this is from lex the subject line is main character energy in the worst movie of the year (laughs) hello great podcast huge fan please keep making them because i relate to so many of the things you guys talk about and it is the perfect balance of sad but jokes (laughs) I also never write these things, so I have no idea how much is an overshare. I am from the Midwest, so like I'll launch into my life story when any random stranger does the obligatory (laughs) hello, how are you in the hallway? (laughs) Same. So this shouldn't qualify because I've lived in the area for six years and did this to myself, but I am sad in my city. I moved to D.C. for school in 2016, loved it, but at the end of my last lease, my boyfriend moved with me to Alexandria, So, like, it's still on the metro line, but across the Potomac, 
uh, but very different area and feels isolated at times. We were applying for dogs. He brought up getting engaged all the time, the whole shebang. So naturally, we broke up less than halfway through a lease. <laughs> Here is how bad I am at main character energy. I wasn't even a main character in the breakup. <laughs> So now I am in an apartment that I can't leave in a neighborhood where it is all young couples and baby strollers and dog parks and then me drunk texting my friends about Emily Dickinson and crying at the Taylor Swift documentaries. <laughs> oh, you're in the right place, Lex. All of my friends here have been in the same relationship since they were 17. So they think I am 10 minutes from a psychotic break at any given moment. Not not true. So I've been trying to find ways to make new friends in my area who might get it. Also because my ex keeps doing wild shit like sending Christmas cards to my friends or telling my friends he is my best friend. He he is my best friend, not them. So I would just like some people he didn't know. That's a lot. There's a lot happening with that. Maybe maybe we block that guy. I accidentally joined a peer-reviewed writing group that I thought was a book club and now I ignore the messages. <laughs> and now, do, like, do I ignore the messages or, like, write a poem? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe try writing a poem. I don't know. Have you seen a lot of poetry on Instagram? It's not that hard. Something that sounds promising, though. There is this thing called Volo in D.C. and I think other cities, too, that does like leagues for bowling, softball, volleyball, bar games, all of it. I have heard good things and might join one or two of them. Volo. Okay. V-O-L-O. Have you heard of that? Brenda? No, I haven't either. But that is my only recommendation. All I have left is praise. It is so good to hear that I am not the only person who is struggling with a version of the alone but not alone thing. You both do such an amazing job of sharing the bad and not too bad things of feeling alone in a city while still seeming to have your lives together and sharing good advice and perspectives. Can't wait for more episodes and Taylor's next Netflix special. Thank you so much, Aww. Lex. Also, Brianna has our life together. No, I do not. I was just going to say, that's a charade. Nobody has their life together. Some Especially people do, us. right? Some people have to. I yeah. guess if you have a kid, maybe you have to try. But I mean, I don't think a kid will let you have your life together. Yeah, that's so funny that you accidentally joined a writing group thinking it was a book club. That's so funny. Maybe you try. Do you like to write? I don't know. That's so hard to go through a breakup in a neighborhood that's like young couples that you just moved to very recently. Yeah, that's really that's really a lot. Yeah, that's so. I mean, I feel bad too that you're like this shouldn't qualify because I've lived in the area for six years and did this to myself. <laughs> By the way, I feel that way too. I, I am constantly saying that where I'm like, look, I'm sad, but I chose it. Like you get very down on yourself no matter why you're in a place. Like if you have a job you got somewhere or you moved for fun or you, whatever. I think it's really easy to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time, but it's my fault that I'm having a hard time. It's okay to just be having a hard time. Don't beat yourself up on top of it. Like you are where yeah. you are right now. It's okay. You're making the best of it. Right. Life is long. It throws you a lot of curveballs. <laughs> You're doing great. You really are. And I'm sorry you weren't the main character in the breakup. I wonder what that means. Cuz Lex didn't didn't specify who broke up with who. 
It sounds like maybe you broke up with him, though, based on the fact that he was sending your friends <laughs> Christmas cards. That is crazy behavior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unless you have the same friend group. Like, I don't know. I think it's great that you're branching out and trying to make other friends because yeah. that's that's a lot. I don't know who's still... <sighs> Christmas cards? Is this I know. Also, like, yeah, just sending Christmas <laughs> cards is weird. <laughs> Like, let's take out who is sending them and who's receiving them. The fact that Christmas cards are even a thing, you're a psycho. I do get upset when family sends them. I'm like, I'm just going to throw it away. What are we doing? We're wasting this everything. Yeah. It's all waste. It's so wasteful. Send a virtual Christmas card. I'd like to see your picture. That's great. But just send me a virtual one. Yes. Don't need it. Dustin, who will be on the podcast very soon, uh, who opens for me, he... He and his family do a really cool Christmas card. I saw Did it. Did you see? It was amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. He, they do a cool Christmas card every year. It's always funny. This year was like an action movie poster. So great. <laughs> but I was like, don't send this to me. Right. Like, I don't need a physical <laughs> copy. I just, just, I think it's cool. <laughs> and sh- you showed it to me right. on your phone. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I, uh, when people send me christmas cards i'm like you know i don't have a family right like you know i'm not married with kids right this feels rude (laughs) like the only people who should be sending and or receiving christmas cards are people with families oh man yeah i say go all virtual yeah just stop stop sending christmas cards nobody wants them nobody wants them and if you do want them we have to have a separate conversation. <laughs> yes, we have to we have to talk about our values and why they don't align. Okay. This one uh is from Taylor B. I guess to diver- diver- differentiate between me and me and Taylor. Uh this is called Advice on Public Speaking. Hello, Taylor and Brianna. I am loving Sad in the City so far. You two have made Tuesdays at my office job way more exciting. Everything that you have touched on has been so relatable, especially dealing with anxiety as a woman in your 20s. I envy the fact that you are open about how you experience these issues, but are somehow able to come off as confident and have become so successful. In the eye of the beholder, Taylor B. (laughs) (laughs) I am a second year accounting major and I'm killing it in every class, but I'm dreading my public speaking class that I'll have to take to graduate. Could you give some advice on how you get past some of the feelings of anxiety or stage fright? P.S. Brianna, I live in the part of Ohio that doesn't only consist of cornfields. I'm from the city, although anyone I talk to that isn't from here assumes I live in the middle of a (laughs) cornfield. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that you're killing it, Taylor B, and all of your classes. Uh, For public speaking, um, I had to take public speaking my freshman year of college. Did you take it, Brianna? No. I would do anything not to speak in public. But isn't that required now? For mo- maybe just for oh, certain majors, maybe certain majors. I, I was mean, business, but I didn't take it. Well, oh. also never this finished is a, college. An accounting major. Yeah, <laughs> that is strange. Yeah, that's what I don't get for accounting. I was a communications major. Maybe so it's like, just like a general thing you have. I thought to it have. was general because again, it was my it was my first it was like my first quarter of college. Yeah, I remember. I I took one and I was nervous for that too. I I have very bad stage fright. Um naturally 
the only way I've been able to get over it is just by doing stand-up every single night. And I know that's not really an option for you if it's just for a class. Um, so maybe I would say like, maybe try to talk to strangers more. Like when you go to CVS or you go buy a shirt at H&M or like you're at a coffee shop, like maybe try to make more of an effort in those situations to talk to people, um, your waiter, like whoever, because that's a way of practicing, um, it is different it's just so different I just don't know how I would get comfortable with it if I if I wasn't doing it all the time because at a certain point your your body and your brain just gets used to it and they're like oh you're gonna put me through this every single night (laughs) okay I guess we're fine with it now (laughs) but I I'm still nervous to go on stage a lot of the time because it's terrifying it's not like a natural thing to speak in front of a lot of people um and also like it's my job and it's very rewarding and this is just a class you have to get through i guess my advice would be just remember that everybody in that class is in the exact same position i guarantee you very few of those people are looking forward to that class (laughs) they're probably really nervous and nobody's judging you nobody's thinking about you they're all in their own heads practicing their own speeches even if they did judge you it would be so fleeting like think about when you judge other people because their speech was dumb or whatever the case how long do you actually spend thinking about that person (laughs) messing up not that long right it's like ooh, they stumbled over that word or like oh they seem nervous and then you leave class and you forget all about it so that's what I would tell you. The dread is the worst part. I, I, I hate living in dread. I hate having something like looming over me. Um, my comedian friends and I will talk about that with like corporate events or something like yeah. something like a college gig, something you agree to do that, you know, is not going to be a fun show. <laughs> and then you're just scared to do it for like a month because you know it's going to be a brutal 45 minutes to an hour. So I would just tell you to focus on the fact that everybody else is nervous. Nobody's thinking about you as much as they're thinking about themselves. And it's just one class that you have to get through. And then you never have to do it again. You don't have to be a public speaker. Yeah. It's just this one thing. And it's going to make you a more confident person because you did something really hard that you didn't think you could do. Or you'll hate it and you'll write in and be like, how dare you give me this advice? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, public speaking in college is really hard too, because it's just like your peers. It's like, it's people you have to see again. That's right. why it's hard. At least with my shows, like I don't have to see any of these people again. Yeah. But I, have to, I get, I get nervous to do shows in front of other comedians. Mm. So I think that would be the closest thing I have to compare to performing in front of my classmates yeah. is other people who are going to do the same thing as me going like, Ugh. <laughs> but nobody cares about that either. Right. So I relate to that and I'm sorry, but also it'll be over so soon. Okay. This one is called introvert friend making strategies. This is from Julia. 
Hi, Taylor and Brianna. I moved to a new city for grad school after years of planning and preparing, and it's still very weird to make that big of a shift. Moving during a pandemic when I'm used to never leaving my house is absolutely wild. Yes, it is. For someone who has moved several times to several big cities, I am terrible at making friends because I am an introvert who's very picky. Ho ho! Me too. <laughs> That's the worst is when you're not only an introvert, but you're also like, ew, most people. <laughs> So I thought I would share a good friend making technique I have learned from lots of trial and error. When you find the energy to get yourself to a group thing where you don't know anyone, be obnoxiously yourself. It's like pulling off a Band-Aid. Painful now, but speeds things up. Because if it doesn't work, you can go back to being an introvert who talks to no one and call your best friend across the world. But about half the time, someone will hear about the weird thing you're really into and get this glint in their eye and lean in and start nodding or contributing. Or they'll make a different reference to a thing you're also into, and then you can get super excited. And pick something pretty specific or obscure, not something universally loved. The goal is to zero in on a particular type of person you're going to vibe with. Then you get the contact info of that one person specifically. No one else. Don't pretend you're going to get coffee with the rest of them later. You won't. Get the one person's contact info for the purpose of talking more about that specific thing or to do the specific thing you talked about. Finally, follow up quickly and meet up within the week. Otherwise, it will fade and you'll both get insecure about it. And again, be very directly yourself, except maybe don't trauma dump all at once. Okay. Julia knows who they're talking to <laughs> make the weird joke you would normally stop yourself from saying at work or whatever tell them the random association you made that you're embarrassed about if you filtered this person properly from the previous steps they will appreciate you being you your friendship will get closer more quickly and you'll probably feel relaxed within a hangout or two and now you have a friend invest in that relationship and never go back to a group thing ever again they will probably have other friends and that's great that means you don't have to always be available and maybe they'll introduce you to those friends this system has worked very well for me and has kept me from getting burnt out by going to the thing after thing and waiting for something to click and then giving up one other thing as a california native who has had to learn snowy winters the hard way february is the worst so make plans in advance that you can look forward to at the end of it i was really surprised when february was actually more wintry than january because california winter is done by february 2nd <laughs> but it will be very sad and cold so you want to get ahead of it anyway love the podcast and can't wait to watch your special when it comes out jules that was such a good email yeah that was like step by step here's what you do it's worked for me <laughs> i mean that was such good advice yeah i like now i just have to find something i'm really passionate about that i want to <laughs> yeah get people to into yeah that's the hard thing like what would what would your weird thing be brianna i was thinking about that i was like oh, man not so it can't be taylor swift it can't be sex and it city be taylor swift well i mean taylor swift is a big thing but not everybody's like crazy into Taylor Swift. Like right. there are plenty of people who like Taylor Swift or even love Taylor Swift's music who don't know that much about Taylor Swift. Very true. So like that can be a thing yeah. that you use to connect with people. Like I I don't know. I think like I did I did a podcast with like some broy guys mm -hmm. and one of them was like a big Taylor Swift fan and I was like, "Oh my god, you actually know a lot about Taylor Swift." <laughs> <laughs> and it did like make it easier because i was like oh we're both fans of taylor swift right so i 
I actually think that's pretty good. Well, it might help weed out the people who are like, Taylor Swift, no, I hate her. Because then I know. you're just like, oh, this is going to be a thing between us. If like, But also it's like, how many strongly? of those are even left? <laughs> like, if you're one of those people who's like, I hate Taylor Swift, get over yourself. We've all agreed that Taylor Swift is awesome. All right? Like, there's too many songs now for you to be like, I hate everything. Yeah. There's so many. You absolutely like some of them. Remember that just came out that guy from some obscure band oh did yeah. an article and was like well her song is not really her and we're like really yeah really that You're, was it's 2022 and we're still talking about this i've never heard anybody say that oh she doesn't write her own songs no, i've never I guess heard i mean that. like still talking about taylor in the way of like trying to discredit her at any turn as like a musician yeah you're yeah. like that was i've never i've never seen anybody do that <laughs> i've never seen anybody challenge the idea that taylor swift writes her own songs no it's pretty universally that was shared really weird yeah <laughs> that, that was so wild i was like was that like a publicity stunt for that guy like did you i it was so weird to me because yeah. I, w- I was like what i don't know i thought that was very strange see we're already talking about it um what what else would you say oh man i mean i would have to have conversations about like I love to go out and do things, but not maybe in the way that I like to do them. Because I wouldn't want to have somebody that's like, yeah, I'm I'm cool to go out too. But then they want to go do a concert or like a club or something that's like not what yeah. I'm into. I'm good to go out to like get margaritas. I'm right. not into going out to doing like some festival. <laughs> that's probably right. not where I'm at. I mean, I think even like I, I've done that with people where there's like a really cute coffee shop. We're like, oh, I want to go here. We're like, oh my God, we should totally go there. Yeah. Or like a cute restaurant or something. Like that's enough of a thing Yeah. to just be like, oh, I really like want to try this place. And for someone else to go, oh, me too. Or like, oh, I really like that. It It's so, it depends. And if you have something creative you do, that's a really easy way. Yeah. Like that's something I feel like a lot of comedians would do when we were coming up is I'm sure I did that with a few people where I was like, if you ever want to get together and write, let's do that. Which yeah. was just like, let's get coffee and talk about jokes. <laughs> so if you, if you read a lot, there's book clubs. If you write, there's a lot for that. I'm just thinking of stuff you could bring up exercise classes are a good one like that's a thing that i've done with people i've like done soul cycle with girls that i was becoming friends with yeah i don't think those relationships lasted i wonder why (laughs) but i the only times i've been to soul cycle are with somebody else that i was trying to be friends with there was somebody that i was friends with when i first moved to la that we didn't stay friends but Sometimes you don't have to stay friends with people. Sometimes you can hang out with someone for a few months while you're both sort of in transition. And that's fine. Like, I went to SoulCycle with this girl a few times. We got lunch a few times. And, like, we just kind of slowly stopped talking because we weren't, like, doing the same things. And it's just, you get so busy and it's hard. I think the best part of that email is when Jules was, like, follow up right away. Because yeah. if a week goes by, like, it will, it will, le- it's the same with, like, dating apps. I think Erica said that on the mm-hmm. dating episode. 
where she was like, you have to just make a plan because it'll fizzle out. Friendships are the exact same way. I thought that was so, so good. Yeah, you had something on your Instagram stories recently about not needing to have a breakup with a friend. Like, yeah, I really, I really related to that because I've been on the other side where I've like, oh, I feel like I need closure. We never really talked that out. Mm. But that was a little bit different. Those were like people I was really, really close with for a long time, long time, meaning at least several years. Mm. Um, But yeah, and like passing friendships or months long, you know, new acquaintances, that doesn't really require a big scene of a breakup like this isn't working for me (laughs) yeah i guess i've never broken up with a friend that i was really close to in a big way like i had some friends that i was close to for a few years that things got weird Mm. because we were like just in the the comedy space and it got weird yeah um but that was like once people start treating you poorly in a friendship I don't think you have to like have a big thing with them. I don't think you have to sit them down and be like, I don't know what, unless you really care about the relationship and think that you could fix it and they haven't hurt you so badly that you don't think you could get over it. But I've had situations where friends of mine were just not being very kind. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of slowly phased them out. I didn't sit them down and have some big talk with them because I was like, you should know this isn't cool. You know, like, I just don't see you the same way. I don't see you as someone I can count on or someone who's really cares about me if you're not showing up for me or speaking to me like this. So I really think it depends on the situation. But I've never had a friendship where we were friends for like years and years and years and we had to like break up because something bad happened I've had people I grew apart from. Mm -hmm. And even if I have like an awkward situation with a friend, I feel like you just like take some time apart and then readjust to how close you are. Because sometimes, sometimes you don't have to break up with a friend. You can just demote them. Right. You know, you can go, this used to be my, one of my best friends. And now they are a casual friend. Or now they're more of an acquaintance. Or they're someone I just see at work. And that's okay. Not everybody has to stay at the same level of friendship for your entire life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. This one is called Small Town Sad. And it is from Veronica. Hey there, enjoying the podcast. Episode six was so helpful to hear listeners' stories on figuring out where to live. I sometimes feel even sadder within the podcast topics since I live in a small town of 15,000 people in northern Illinois, two hours west of Chicago. The nearest target is 50 miles away. (gasps) Oh my God. That is so small. 15,000 people. I think that's nuts. My graduating class in high school was like a thousand. Oh, it was like wow. 900 kids. God damn. So that's like, my high school is probably like 4,000 people or like 3,500. <laughs> and this is only 15,000 people in the whole town. Yeah. I moved here for a good job and a fresh start. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I've been on a job hunt to move out of here since fall of 2019. Then the pandemic hit, followed by meeting a guy that made staying here not seem terrible. Cue slow build 
toxic this cue slow to build toxic relationship and now i'm trying to find a job to get out of here this sucks since i love my job and honestly could probably be probably be happy here if i wasn't single the small town scene does not align with many of my values and there's no dating scene and no energy when you're surrounded by families of people who have lived here their whole life and a population of retirees and elderly folks sometimes i want to take a big risk and accept any job not here but even that has been a struggle to find a fit I wouldn't say I'm super career focused, but when living alone, you depend on a decent income that only you can pull in. I get torn between moving back near friends in Iowa. I'm so alone. In four and a half years, I have made zero of my own friends here or going for the bigger city move like Chicago slash Milwaukee and starting fresh again. I'm 31 and want to find a good man to spend my life with, which is a huge factor in trying to find somewhere to live. The hardest part of figuring out where to live is that it's not just about where. Yes, you want the place to feel like home, but for me, it is influenced by a decent job and personal goals. Sigh. One day it will all align, right? (laughs) Thanks, Veronica. P.S. I spent 10 days in New York City for vacation in 2018. It was one of my favorite places to visit. I referred to New York City as adult Disneyland. I feel like we've called it that on this podcast. I'm sure we have. I think it's absolutely like Disneyland. Um, If Disneyland did not clean. (laughs) PPS, I enjoy hearing you talk about the weather in the city. Thank God, because I feel like I do it so much and it's so annoying. The forecast today is for wind chills 20 to 30 below zero. When it's less extreme, I still walk my dog twice a day throughout the winter. So bundling up is a regular here thing too. Um, 20 to 30 below zero. You need to move. You need to move. This is this is what you should do. You should move. I don't, I don't care where. You can't live there anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm worried about you. This is no. This is not no. This is not a thing. This should not be happen. I'm four and a half years. No, no. You no. You've done your time. I'm glad you like your job there. That's that's nice. But there, you will like a job somewhere else. I know that it's yeah. not as easy as just like go get a job somewhere. It's really hard. Um, I have a friend who just found a job after like months of you know doing more like freelance stuff and it's it's really hard i'm not making light of that um as for like where you want to move to yeah i think you just need to decide like do you want to do the big city thing on your own and really like branch out and take those leaps because like if you go to a big city there are plenty of things you can go to to meet people but you will still be by yourself or do you want to move closer to friends you already have and then go out with your friends Mm. and have that like cushion of support um it sounds like i know you said you're not career focused but it does sound like the job thing is a big determining factor for you so i guess just go by the job maybe but i mean a big city do you think big cities are better or worse for dating brianna oh, i feel so i mean you're you don't know to answer this and you're married as fuck yeah you're super married but when i was single in rochester um that i don't feel like rochester rochester was so much bigger of a place than where i grew up mm-hmm. so to me i was like oh wow this is huge um the opportunity here is going to be great and i still was just mostly on the dating apps or um choosing to be single and not date and i 
I had this thought since I didn't do the college thing. I was like, well, I'll meet someone at work. But then I worked at a daycare and it was 99.9% mm. of women. And mm-hmm. every time a guy was hired, we're all like, hello, maybe. And they're like, um, no. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's like, straight, I'm not. Straight guy in drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I'm not meeting them at work and I'm not in a college or participating in outside events like that, I just was kind of held to the dating apps and I would get very frustrated with them and just put it off to the side and mm. chose to be single for months at a time. Yeah. You're you're never going to run out of people on a dating app in a big city. That's, I think, the benefit to that. I mean, there wasn't really anything about dating apps in here. So I don't know if you're into that or not. Right. I assume you are because it's, it's 2021. Like, right. It's dating app time. 2022 now. Oh, my yeah. God. It's 2022. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Look, I've started. had COVID for all of 2022, <laughs> so I I cannot believe I just said it's 2021. It's 2022. Even more reason to be yeah. on a dating app. Um, so yeah, I don't... I'm not saying that Iowa's not, like, bumping or whatever, but I would... I would guess that Chicago would be better. And Milwaukee's really cute. I really like Milwaukee. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I think Milwaukee would be really fun to move to if you were like single and trying to make friends and like wanted a cute job. Like, I think Milwaukee sounds fun. I like Chicago too, but Milwaukee's not, if you don't want that like big city thing. I would, that's the only thing I would say. If I could give myself advice back when I was like, should I move to New York or Mm -hmm. should I try somewhere else? There is something to be said about starting off slow Mm. versus just being from small town to New York City. Yes. Because it's, yeah, you have a lot of opportunities, but then you also feel extra alone because you put so much pressure on yourself. Oh, I'm in a city of this many people. I should have this friendships going. I should have these relationships. I should have these things happening. I should do all these fucking things. And you just kind of get in your own head about stuff mm-hmm. versus if maybe you're in a, like a medium sized town, it feels a little bit more attainable. Yeah. You know, and you don't feel as bad because you're here, but you're alone. You're alone in your apartment. Yeah. You're scared. You're new. There's, there's a curve to moving to a big city and getting over that hump of being new here. Yeah. If, if you're going to move to a big city, like put it this way. When was the last time you watched a movie that was set in Milwaukee? You know, like there's something to moving to a place that's a great city, but isn't like the subject of every, isn't like the location of every rom-com. Oh my God, yes. Because that sort of shapes your expectations of what your life's going to be like. Like so many rom-coms are set in New York, LA, or Chicago. Like so many. And I think that when you go to those places and you don't have a life that looks like that, <laughs> you like don't have that group of friends that you go out to the bars with or you don't have that meet cute, like that can sort of make you feel more depressed and isolated. Yeah. But if you have no like frame of reference <laughs> and you're just going in blank slate, let's see how it goes. I I love Milwaukee. I I love Milwaukee for you. Uh <laughs> And you can, yeah, as Brianna said, you can work your way up. So keep us posted. Yes. Keep us posted. I hope it's, I hope it's good. (laughs) 
was that was that helpful <laughs> keep us posted i hope it's good <laughs> all right this one is another main character one dear badass ladies i just listened to the main character episode and it reminded me of when i was in high school and my friends and i would pick out our own theme songs <gasps> And whenever we were having a shit day, we would play our theme song in our head as we walked down the hall and pretend we were the main characters in a teen movie. Love you both. Love the show. Can't wait for merch. Tara. <laughs> I love that. See, see, Gen Z thinks they made up like main character energy. We've all been doing this mm-hmm. for a long time. <laughs> I just like when people admit that they talked about it to their friends. <laughs> like, I, we all did this. Right. We just kept it in our walkman we didn't we just didn't tell each other but i love that you and your friends were all like what's your theme song that's so fun yeah and you'd play it in your head this is this is so cute i love that and i'm really feeling it because this was a parent trap week let me tell you (laughs) this was a parent trap week i watched parent trap uh while i had covid and it was great really great time somebody on instagram I did a few Q and A's during that time um, when I wasn't feeling nauseous, <laughs> and somebody was like, "Have you watched Parent Trap yet?" And I was like, "No," and then I watched like half of it, yeah. and it was so helpful. But also, I was sick, so sure. I couldn't like pay attention. Yeah, um, but it was really, really good. Oh, no, as the Spice Girls for me. Spice I watched Girls? the Spice Girls movie. It used to be on Netflix. I don't think it's there anymore. Oh. Um, if i needed to like go back into happy childhood memories yeah um yeah and also growing up i was just like you can't tell me i'm not baby spice i'm pretty (laughs) sure i'm channeling her right now you cannot tell me you cannot tell me (laughs) i'm not baby spice put that on a shirt for brianna somebody (laughs) you can't tell me i'm not baby spice (laughs) it's amazing yeah i'm gonna tell myself that when i'm sad that's gonna be my that's gonna be my theme song in my head you can't tell me i'm not baby spice that's gonna be my nut up mirror mirror uh pep talk all right i'm putting a sticky note on my mirror tonight that says channel this energy and it's gonna just say that i love it i'm obsessed i love it (laughs) thank you guys so much for all of your emails they're so good we're gonna get through all of them hopefully um I'm going to try to get to all of them because I think they're all so good. I have not seen one email that I was like, yikes, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for following us on Instagram. You can email us at sadinthecitypod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.